Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. Who's had a challenging week? Who's looking forward to next week? (laughs) Amen. So good. So good. Well, so good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And uh, I have to report as I drove up this morning, there was not one but two kangaroos that waved to me like that. (laughs) Reminding me of how good God is. How perfect he is and how wonderful he is and how he watches over all his children. Um, I'd like to start um, this morning before I start with the word. I'd really want to pray for those who are sick. We've got a lot of ways sick, a lot that are struggling. So um, you know who they all are. So let's just, let's just pray this morning for health and wholeness and well-being. Father God, we come before your throne of grace in the precious and the matchless name of Jesus. And I pray, Father, this morning for everyone who is struggling with sickness and ill health and assaults on their body, on their mind, on their soul, Father God. I pray this morning, Lord, that the precious blood of Jesus that was shed for us is prevailing, prevails today, has prevailed and will prevail tomorrow. That, Lord, that blood that was shed is for us and we appropriate that healing power now In the precious and the matchless name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, you will just overshadow everyone who is going through some health issues at this time, Lord God, and breathe life and health and strength and vitality back into every single one. And we speak this, we believe this, and we thank you in the matchless name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. This morning, I'd like to speak to you from out of the book of Matthew chapter 7. And um, Matthew chapter 7 is an incredible chapter. All the Bible is, is amazing. But Matthew chapter 7 starts with don't judge. Then it talks about asking and seeking and knocking. And then it talks about the wide and the narrow way. And then it says about being known by your fruit. And then um, that word where God says, depart from me, I never knew you. But this morning, I want to talk about how we are building our house. So, Matthew seven twenty four to 29. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended. The floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fail. For it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one, having authority not as the scribes. Father, I thank you for your word this morning, Lord. I ask that you would make my tongue as the pen 
of a skillful writer, Lord God, that as I bring through the things that you've been showing me, Lord God, that each one would receive that word as seed into their hearts right at their point of need. And Lord God, I thank you that as you send forth your word, you prosper that which you send it to work within, Lord God. And I just thank you, Father, for the power of your word. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome in this place this morning. Minister to your children, those of us on in the building and those that are online, Father, I thank you for all that you are able to do. You're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we think or ask. And I commit this message into your hands in Jesus' name. And everyone said, <coughs> Amen. I'm not sick. I'm just a bit croaky, that's all. <laughs> Jesus, he's the rock and we need to build on him. And these scriptures talk about um, building on the, the sand, building on the rock, building, um, building for eternity and building how um, we can sustain the building that we're putting together. And when I thought about these scriptures, I thought, do you know, it's not just the, the, the formal house that we build, the house that we live in, but it's the house of our lives. <coughs> Sorry. And as we build our lives, it's our spiritual houses that God is most concerned with. It's the house that we're building within our spirit that is, is, is sustainable in God as we seek his face and as we rest in him and trust him for everything that he wants to do in us and through us. And we're all entering into a new season. We are um, nearly through into the last month of winter in the natural, but also spring is coming. But we see a day like today, as Scott said, it's going to be 20 degrees today. We'll get our bathers on and go swimming. <laughs> what have we got? Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. So kind. <laughs> Thanks. Fisherman's friend. And we are all fishermen, aren't we? <laughs> so when we talk about building, building our lives, we've got to look at the foundations that we're building on. Sometimes our lives are built on what, our life has been in the past, every day that leads up to when we give our lives to Jesus or if we've been in Christ for such a long time, then the foundations that go down in our lives are the ones that we can build on, build rock solid on. But some of the things that we build on, we can, we can trust and rely on our own intelligence, on our own strengths, on our, our good looks, on our figures or not. <laughs> we can trust in philosophy, we can trust in the family name, but the flip side of the coin is that so many of us have had families that um, haven't always been brilliant. Um, our upbringing may have let us down, we might be dealing with things from our childhood, things from broken relationships, things from our past, our financial status maybe, things from our youth that can become a barrier to building the kind of house in us that God wants to build. So how do we build our house? We can talk about our image and our identity and what God wants to, how he wants us to mirror him, that we would be a true reflection of Christ in all that we say and do. Um, but we can also talk about the fact that so many times we, we put on those masks to meet the expectations of those that are around us rather than allowing God to work in us to be our own unique selves that he has made us to be and is making us to be. 
We can have shame in our life. We can have addictions in our lives. We can have um, a mindset that is locked in by the inability that we have to do things rather than seeing the ability that God has placed in us, the gifts that God has placed in us and how he wants to use us and how he wants to mould us and make us and shape us. And uh, I think last time I spoke, I talked about the potter and the clay and that he is the potter and he's moulding us and making us and shaping us into the vessel that he wants us to be. But so often we don't yield to God. We don't um, think we might think it's too hard, it's too difficult. We think that words that have been spoken over us, you're no good, you'll never amount to anything. Rejection that we've received by people, hurt that has been placed um, on our lives. We think that some of those things are too hard to come back from, but I can tell you right now, God is the God of yesterday, today and forever and he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we think or ask. So if you've got things in your life that you're struggling with, know that as you bring them to Jesus, as you bring them and lay them at the foot of the cross, he is able to bring bring the healing to the hurt and bring strength to the weakness and alter that mindset that we have of our locked-in inability to see the things that he wants us to see, to, to know the things that he wants us to know, to see the God potential and the God ability that's in every single one of us and also to understand the season that we're in. So we cannot be limited by our finite thinking, but it's through the word of God that we need to be renewing our minds with the word of God. All can be sand... All our building can be as sand and you've seen the storms that have been happening. You've seen all of the things, the natural disasters that can be just washed away with a storm that comes against something that's uh, not grounded and deep in God. But when we build according to the plan that God has for us, the, the, the plan that he has in his perfect timing, because his timing is perfect, we know that it's never too late. It's not too late. You've not gone so far that you can't come back to where he wants you to be. You can step into the destiny that God has for you when you build according to his purpose. All can be, everything else can be as sifting sand, as shrinking sand, blowing in the wind and coming in your face. But when we turn fully into God, when we turn to the rock of our salvation, when we turn to Jesus we know that we can find shelter in in him because he's the rock that will never turn away from us he is our refuge he's our strength he is our shield he is our all in all I was talking to someone yesterday and I said well God is your strength and your stay I've been in the old King James of late and to, to find your strength and the stay that God has for you he holds you in the palm of his hand and nothing can separate you from the love of God through Christ Jesus and so when you understand that if we turn to God and if we turn into him no matter how hard those winds are coming against us we can find shelter in his refuge, in the refuge of his strength. And he brings restoration to our souls as we do that. And many of the things that we build into our lives can be really great things and, and they can be necessary things. And, you know, where we choose our, our career or our children, we've got people who are about to have a child in, in our church. We've had people that have had a child in the church at North in the last week. We've got people that are moving. We've got people that are selling houses. We've got people that are moving in. We've got 
Um, lots of challenges, but there are so many blessings as well. So what is God wanting to do and how is he wanting to build your house in this particular season that we are in? You see, you've got to live your life according to the plan that God has for you because everything else, everything else is a sifting sand eventually. It can all work for a time and things can be going okay for a time. But life happens and stuff happens. And unless you've got your feet and your life built so deeply in God and founded so deeply in God, when those storms come, when the trials come, when the temptations come, when the hurt comes, when the rejection comes, when the fear comes or the doubt, you have got to dig deep into God because it's only in Him and in His strength that He can sustain you so that the wind will come and it will blow in your face and you'll say, ha, <laughs> my God is greater. You can say, I am deep in my God and I shall not be moved. We can trust in the God who brings you to a place where you can trust Him no matter what is happening in your life, no matter how things are going in your life. So the question I ask today, I've been asking myself because I know that sometimes we've got to prepare the foundations and sometimes we find a place that is really hard and when you're going to put a, a natural house up, those foundations have got to be right. And sometimes you even need dynamite to blow up the rock that you're going to dig down into to put those foundations down so that the house gets built right. Sometimes we've got to check out the bedrock of our lives when we're wanting to build something and say, Lord, how do I get beyond the bedrock? How do I get those foundations deep in you? How do I move beyond what is not possible in the natural to go into the supernatural so that what I'm building is going to be something that's going to last for whatever season God is saying? How? I have a son-in-law who blows things up. Really. I have one who cuts grass and I have one, one who does computer things and I have this other son-in-law who blows things up. He goes, it, 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 this is legit, he goes to quarries with his boss, they set all these blasts and they blow it up. And I've been listening to him talking about how they do the mining, how they do the blowing of things up. And even in the destruction of what has to happen, there's a certain purpose and plan and there's a preciseness that has to happen so that they blow the right things up, not the wrong things up. So when we're disassembling things in our lives that have taken hold and are a wrong foundation... We've got to be very specific and very careful and precise to allow only God to minister to us so that those wrong foundations, those wrong bedrocks can be removed so that the foundation that he is wanting to build in our life can go down deep and can go down strong and can go down in a permanent way. And do you know the deeper the foundations we have, the taller, the wider, the bigger the house is? As it is in the natural, it is in the spirit as well. The more we get into God, the more we get into his word, the more we pray, the more we praise, the more we seek his face, our foundations are becoming firm and solid and rock solid as he does that in us, which only he can do. You see, people can't change us. And I don't know about you, but I've had people try to change me all my life. And things and circumstances 
But when I found faith in Christ 30 years ago, I found that he was the best changer of all. He was the one that could say, this is what you need to do now. Let go of that. Prune this. Don't have anything to do with that. Let go of that sin. Give it away. I've got more for you. God has more for you. And that's come through this morning with Rachel's communion as well. God has so much more for us if we let go of the things that are shackling us and keeping us locked into wrong mindsets and things. So dare to think big. Dare to think with the mind of Christ. Lord, what would you have me do? What would you have me say? What would you have me let go of? And what do I need to take hold of? Do I need to study? Do I need to have a new job? Do I need to put my hand to the things that um, might look like the most tedious things ever. What is it that you're asking of me? Because I want to build my house according to the pattern that you have for me. Building according to his pattern. So we lay the foundations. I remember when we were in Israel one time, we went to a place called Nimrod's Fortress. And it's a huge fortress up on the, the Golan Heights, which is right up in the north of Israel. And a little bit further on you go and you can look into Syria and you can look into Lebanon as well. But Nimrod's fortress was a, a fortress that was built a long time ago. And it was built to be impregnable. And it really spoke to me when I looked at this place because the guide was telling us that to get access to that place you had to, uh, if you were an invader and everybody who was anybody ever invaded Israel all the time, if you were an invader and you wanted to get into that fortress, you wanted access that there was a weak spot at the foundation of the tower. And that was always where the enemy would come in. The enemy will target the weak spots in our lives and try to access our lives through those weak spots. And those weak spots may be relational, they may be physical, they may be emotional. You fill in the blanks. We all know what our weaknesses are and we all know what our strengths are. So what are our weaknesses and how does God want to minister to those foundations so that the enemy can't access through a weak spot in our foundation? When we're building, we've got to find the right materials. We've got to find the right time to build you know, when the footings are laid on a new house, they sit for a while and they settle for a while. And we're like that in God when he lays hold of us and the plans he has for us. We sit and we wait and then the bricks start and then the doors go in and then the windows and then all sorts of things. But it's a stepping stone process and sometimes those steps are very quick and sometimes they take a long time and some of us might be sitting here or listening online saying, well, I've been waiting for an awful long time for those doors to open. Do you know I've discovered that waiting and patience is not a passive thing. It's actually an actual action thing. We choose to wait on God. We choose to wait on him and on his word. And when we choose to wait on him for his perfect timing in things, when those doors open, you know that it's time to move through. You know that it's time to go. You know what he has for you. But it's in the waiting where God works in our character and develops in our character the things that we need 
working on so that those weak access points in our foundations become impregnable places of great strength so that the enemy can no longer hit us in those spots. Talks about in Isaiah 28.10, line by line, precept by precept. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, twice. Precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, there a little. And that's the process of building in our lives and through us. So that process, we can't short-circuit it. We can't run away. Well, we can run away, but we're avoiding the will of God. But I've always found if I ignore the things that God is wanting to do in me and go off and do something else, when I come back, it's still there waiting to poke me in the back, bite me in the backside, say, how How about this? How about this? Are you going to do it now? And that's God's manner. He's gentle and he's kind. But when he has a plan for your life, he's faithful. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to his plan. And he will not let you go. When you're seeking after him, he's going to show you the things that he wants you to do. It's also about the choices we make. Sometimes about placing things, events, people before God, people that we're struggling with or who are hurting us sometimes we've just got to lay them down before God and say Lord I pray for them sometimes it's about good things that have happened in our lives and we get locked into that place of goodness and we camp there just like on the Mount of Transfiguration where they went up and Simon and Peter and John and Matthew 17, 1 to 4. Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves and he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with him. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. You see, they wanted to place a tabernacle of remembrance at a place where something really good had happened and there's nothing wrong with that. But we cannot stay camped at those good places because time moves, time moves and time is becoming shorter and shorter. And, you know, the, the word says, work while it's still day for the night is coming where no one can work. And if we're staying camped at a place where we've had good experiences and, and good things and yet we're settling into a comfort zone, those choices that we're making may be the choices that are re- restricting us from moving on further in God and fulfilling his purpose and his plan in our lives. So you've got to embrace the good and understand that the good is for a season. And then you've got to know what's next. You've got to listen and wait on God again. And that's where the patience come in. And we need to celebrate the good things. We need to celebrate the awesome things that are happening in our lives. But we cannot stay camped on that Mount of Transfiguration and build a tabernacle so that we will always remember it. Yes, we will remember it, but we're not going to camp at that place. We're going to move on into the next place. Because at the top of the mountain, there is a point where you descend again. And on you go. And there's a valley 
and then you're in a dark place or a deep place but then there's another mountain you climb and you climb it and you climb it and climb it and guess what? There's another point of praise and worship as you keep moving. So the key is when we're building our house to keep moving in the things that God has for us in our spiritual lives and not stay camped, be willing to enlarge our tent pegs and let God grow us. Amen? Yeah. We talked about the digging of the foundations. Time goes so quickly. And we know that every finish, everything that finishes, is not just an end of something, but it's a new beginning as we look to God, as we wait on him to open that next door for us. Psalm 11, 1 to 3 says, the Lord, In the Lord I put my trust. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? For look, the wicked bend their bow, they make ready their arrow on string, that they may shoot secretly at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? What can the righteous do? We dig in and we keep going and we wait upon him and on his word. As 1 Corinthians 3 says, we are God's fellow workers. Do you know you're God's fellow worker? You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundations. This is Paul speaking. And another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. What are we building with? What are the materials we're using? And then we've got to build with wisdom and in God's timing. Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, not 80% of your ways, not 90% of your ways, in all your ways, in 100%. Oh, fishing's friend, that's very strong. <laughs> in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And that will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. I love this. Wisdom has built her house, Proverbs 9.1. Proverbs 9, 10 and 11, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me, wisdom, Jesus personified as wisdom, your days will be multiplied and years of life will be added to you. Proverbs 10, 13 and 14, Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding. Lord, I want understanding. I want his mind. I want wisdom and clarity from him but a rod is for the back of him who is devoid of understanding wise people store up knowledge but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction you see no matter what you do in life I've found it's only Jesus who satisfies you it's only Jesus who can speak the peace to you that you need 100% of the time it's only Jesus who loves you so completely, warts and all. It's only Jesus. It's only Jesus and his plan 
that matters. And he has a plan for every single one of us. And it may be a new season that you're in. And it may be a new season that you're about to go in. But consider the choices that you're making today when you enter into those new seasons and when you're praying about it and when you're planning so that the foundations go down right, so that the walls go up right, so that you're building according to God's plan, so that the building that you're putting up is one that's going to withstand the storm so it's not built on the sand and can be washed away. Build on the rock. Build on the rock. There's no other way. And that opening scripture, verse 26, everyone who is who hears the sayings of mine and does not do it will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was that fall. How often in our lives have those things happened and we think we're never going to get up again. (laughs) Yeah. But God, because our foundations are not destroyed... Even if one of the walls has fallen down in our house, the materials are still there. And that's something I've discovered, that those materials that have been bashed down can be pulled up and rebuilt and made into what God wants us to make them into. It might look a little different from what you planned, but God is faithful. So even when those storms have come and there's been demolition that's occurred in your life, you can rebuild. God's plan for you is to get back up one more time and rebuild according to what he has for you. Use what you've got around you. Use what looks like broken rocks and start and reassemble what God is wanting to build into your life. You see, when that house got washed into the sea... It was on the sand and there was nothing to sustain it. It was all built for nothing because it was washed out into the sea and there was no way of rebuilding it. And that's what our life can be like if we're not founded and deep in God. And I think about my life and I'm sure you think about your lives and your loved ones. And think about things that people have gone through. And one thing I've been learning over these last three months as we've ministered at the Hub and served our community is that everyone's got a story. Everyone's got a story. And we are, as God's people, to be the ears, the eyes, the mouth, the hands and the feet of Jesus to minister. Knowing that. There's nothing wasted in God when we make that turn around and start putting those right foundations down for all of us. I think about some of the really hard times that we've walked through and yet I can truly say my worst day in the house of the Lord is a million times better than my best day without the Lord because he's good and he's wonderful and he's faithful. So if we build according to the foundations that he sets down, the build is going to last. It might take a bit of hammering. You might need a facelift, a bit of paint. (laughs) But it will last in him. And I'm out of time. Thank you for putting that clock up.
Just quickly, seven points how to build a godly house. It starts with salvation. It starts with saying, yes, Jesus, I want you to be my saviour and Lord. And if you haven't done that already, there's no time like today to do it. It's surrendering your life and saying, Jesus, my house is pretty shaky. I want to build on the rock, which is you. It's acknowledging Jesus as Lord and Saviour and saying, I give my life to you, Jesus. All that I am, all that I've ever been and all that I ever will be, I want you to be Lord of my life. It's saying, wash me, cleanse me, forgive me my sins and take hold of my life and build me according to your plan. Salvation is the beginning. The second thing we need to do then is pray. We need to have an active prayer life. We need to be praying and communicating with God and then we need to be listening to the sound of his voice because communication is one talks, one listens. The other listens, talks and then we listen and we're not communicating properly if we don't take the time to listen and spend time in his presence. Preparation is the third thing. Prepare for the changes that he wants to bring in your life. Sometimes they're easy changes. It's very easy to do some things, but some things not so easy. But when you submit to God, when you submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And when you ask God, do what you need to do in me, he will. Then we need to read his word. That is the most essential thing that we can do. There is no substitute for reading the word of God. And then we need patience in preparation for the long haul because it's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen. For us to be marathoners, not sprinters. You see, a marathoner can go for miles and miles and miles at a certain pace, but a sprinter will puff out after the first 100 metres. And God wants us to finish the race he's set before us. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you today for your word. We thank you that your word is truth, your word is life. We thank you, Father God, for the foundations that we have already in our lives. Some of us have got very deep foundations. We've been in God a long time. Others have just begun that to commence the preparation for the bedrock to be blown up and the footings put down. And Lord God, I thank you for everyone in this place and those listening online for where they are in God. But I thank you also that we are not to stay locked at that place of waiting unless it's you that's saying wait. Father, I pray that as we wait upon you, those foundations that are in our lives, we pray for an adjustment of those foundations that are not right. And Father, that you would put in the things that we need to be building in our lives. So there's a severing of the things that are not good for you, Lord God, good for us ultimately, but there's an, uh, an addition of those things that you want us to have in our lives. Father, increase our prayer life. Increase our understanding of the times that we're living in. Increase us in the ability to make choices, not burdened or 
held back by what our life has been, Lord God, but laying those things at your feet so that we can build our house according to the pattern that you have for us. Father God, we want to build a godly house. We want to build a house that is going to last for generations. And Father God, that let our lives reflect so truly the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus in our lives and through our lives, that we can make a difference in our world, in our families, with our friends, our community, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to see with the eyes of faith and understand that here a little, there a little, line by line, precept by precept, you will build us into the houses you want us to be and build our lives to be an example and a trophy of grace for you, Father God, we pray. We give you thanks and I ask for a strengthening for all of us in making the choices that you have for us, not being held back by fear, but by faith moving forward. In Jesus' most wonderful and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. 